0: Welcome to The Connection, a podcast to connect you to the parish of Yate and Froomside Benefice. My name is Howell and I'm Justin.
1: We are your hosts sharing with you the connection between faith and everyday living.
0: So, welcome to another edition of uh, The Connection here in Yate and the Froomside benefits. I hope this, uh, this podcast finds you well. It's a bit ominous, that is. Well, <laughs> we are currently recording at a really important time for us all, I think, in society. We are probably at the point where we're now starting to lock down, getting ourselves ready for this uh, coronavirus that seems to be hitting the entire world.
1: Yeah, and and it's it's the seventeenth, which is Saint Patrick's Day. So it's just a day after. It's the day that uh, we heard from the uh, national church that we need to suspend all worship uh, in public worship in church. Not suspend all worship. Public <laughs> no, worship. Public worship. Get it right.
0: So that does mean that it has come on from high within the Church of England that the church doors are now closed to public gatherings. And I think, you know, if you're listening to this, you can completely understand that that is the absolute right thing for us to do uh, within our own parish and, of course, within the United Kingdom and the churches that we all gather in. Because we know that even if you listen to this, that you might not be one of those at-risk groups. There are several people within all the different congregations that feature to all the different services that we run within Yate Parish and within the Froome side that most definitely tick all the right boxes to be our most at-risk brothers and sisters.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think you know it, it's one of these things where information is kind of gradually dripping through. Yeah. And that that lack of information, which I don't think is anybody's fault, but no. I think it's just we just don't know. No. Um that that sense that, that raises the anxiety, but we, we've one thing we do know is we have to uh continue with this social distancing. Yes. No matter how difficult it is for us as people, because we are social animals really. We are Human beings who need that human interaction, and especially the the most worrying thing about this is the the vulnerable groups. Yes, uh, are the people who often feel most lonely and isolated.
0: Definitely, definitely, and so over the next uh, over the next couple of weeks uh, and into the next couple of months, because this is definitely not going away. Um, you will see on all our platforms and. Um, uh, even probably receiving a phone call uh, that that our parish is going to be working very hard to stay connected because we are all quite reliant on our connection with the church and that's exactly the right thing to say that we're going to be exploring many different ways of connecting with you uh, so don't worry the church hasn't abandoned you the 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 team behind the scenes are working very hard to look at many different ways of not just connecting to you but also to the community because I think we as christians in a safe way and following guidelines that are current, which, to be honest, changes every day, that we've got a responsibility to our community.
1: Yeah, and I, and I think it, it's a bit easier perhaps for me and Justin because we've got medical backgrounds that we understand what, they, what they're trying to say with flattening the curve and yes. the exponential growth rates and things like that. And I have to admit, sometimes I have been sort of nerding out on it a little bit. <laughs> I, I even looked up the sequence of COVID nineteen. Uh, it's quite <laughs> sad, really, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but I think we instinctively understand it. But I think to put it in a in a nutshell, the issue we have really is how infectious the virus is. Yes. It's more infectious than uh, how easy it is to pass on. Yeah. It's far easier than any of the regular sort of illnesses like colds or flu, yes. it's much, much more infectious than that. And for most of us, thankfully, it'll be a relatively mild illness. But for yeah. those at risk groups, um which we are surrounded by in, in church, absolutely. It's a real life threatening uh illness. And as far as the NHS goes, or like Justin works in it, is the, the worry is that there's only a, a certain amount of capacity basically isn't
0: there That's yeah the definitely definitely and you know uh, there are actually quite a lot of NHS workers that are within our church and that work uh, and commute from Yates to work at North Bristol and of course UH Bristol and further afield within the private industry because a lot of NHS work is starting to be outsourced to the private industry that it is all about if everyone suddenly became ill, the NHS wouldn't cope. And and it's about being ill in a timely manner and allowing us to all benefit from the NHS in a timely manner. Now, like Howell said, I think the statistics show that around 80% of people who catch this are predominantly mild. And actually, you don't really notice it per se. But like Howell said, it is the way that we can spread it and it's very easily spread to vulnerable people without you even knowing because it is so easily spread so we, we've just got to be careful
1: yeah and i think as well it's to do with um our responsibility as as christian people to offer this loneliness really and this this change as a, as a gift to those vulnerable people is is my gift to all those people who I care for is actually the gift of my absence. Now, some people might think, "Well, that sounds like a very good gift." Yeah. <laughs> me not going around—the gift of my absence, right? Yeah. Yes. But I think that's the thing: is that no matter how I feel, uh, and it's quite hard for us as as priests, really, where we we've come into this game to uh, we've been called by God to care for our people. Yes. And it's quite upsetting, really, when there literally is a wall between you and the people you have responsibility for yes that you you feel as though because you can't physically go that you you're not doing what you've been called to to do and to be and yeah. i think people feel that about their friends and family as well you know yeah this is you know i want to look after people i want to care for people but you know it's the the right thing to do even though it's tough for us is is our gift is our absence and to see the social isolation not as a as an imprisonment but as a as a gift to others
0: however that does sound all very dark and very very <laughs> gloomy and we are we Hal and i decided that we should meet to to, to put together a couple of episodes Uh, to kind of update you uh, because you are our listeners and we're very thankful that you spend your time listening to us and and to give you a bit of insight of how you can continue to connect with church and most importantly just get yourself on Facebook, on Twitter, on our website and you will see uh, the way that we're going to connect with you. Some of that it will be live streaming services that Clearly the congregation will be zero, but there will be a, a vicar and a, maybe one or two people helping out to ensure that we continue to connect with you. Uh, we will reach out and let you know ways that you can spend time connecting with God at home, with you uh, and your family. Um, and if you are at a position where you're trying to work out how to use Facebook or Twitter or how to get to the website, please do reach out to us using the usual ways. Um and of course, now it's a time to really embrace some of this technology, you know with uh, with with FaceTime and with Skype uh, and WhatsApp to group conference calls. there's lots of ways that we could probably connect uh, with our neighbors. And so go out there and get people's mobile numbers and start connecting because thankfully now more than ever technology is at a place where we can we can use it. We'll have a much more bigger virtual presence than a physical presence. Yeah,
1: and, and I have to say, please, please, please. if you weren't in church, on the 15th, um, email the parish office with your contact details and we will add you to our database. So, we're trying desperately to get our database of phone numbers and email addresses up to scratch. Um, but if you think you've given it to us but you're not 100% sure, then just, or if you're sure you have, just email it in. Mm. You know, just email uh, parish office at yakeparish.org.uk email it in and we'll add you to that database and we'll be sending out emails uh once a week at least with uh some more information about what's happening and on our website yakeparish.org, there is now a page uh for coronavirus um you don't catch it going to that no you can't catch it no you can't catch it but if you go to that page that's going to be where um everything's gonna gonna be so we're gonna be posting everything we do on the other uh platforms on that page as well. So that's, that's the go-to place to go.
0: Yate Parish is gonna become very virtual. It is. The virtual vicar.
1: The virtual vicar. Yeah, it's all that's like that. great,
0: it's great. Really good. And so as you probably already aware, there we are at the season of Lent. And, of course, this time of year is normally very busy. We have our Lent groups, and we've got activities that we've all engaged with. But as you can imagine, from a social gathering point of view, those Lent groups have ceased to continue. Um, clearly, there's a lot of activity available to you in the books that we've provided you. And, of course, within current guidelines, it's you can probably still engage in parts of that. Um, but we felt that, that actually as Christians and probably as we reflect on the current season that maybe we need to just change the theme of our podcast at this time of year to to maybe look at some resources that can help us in times of anxiety and stress and questions
1: yeah yeah so the first thing that we thought we'd look at is um, the concept really of, of praying alone okay now from a Christian point of view it's actually impossible to pray alone
0: Okay, tell me why. Why is that?
1: Well, uh, I found this out in a bit of a strange way, really. is uh, I think I mentioned it on the podcast before, when I was a student, when I was uh, about 20, I lived in this tower block in Birmingham, okay. in the yep. student halls, yep. on the 15th floor. Um, so I got very used to the lift. And, I, and I'd gone there, and I didn't know anybody, because you know I was a student, yeah. away from home, yep. that sort of thing. And I was in this flat with people I didn't know. Luckily, they were, they were good people and stuff. But you still felt uh, very isolated and, and, mm. and quite alone. Yes. And what I, did, I couldn't work out the way of praying. So uh, luckily, I went on this sort of afternoon retreat with these nuns in Birmingham. Okay. And they introduced me to the uh, daily office, which is morning and evening prayer. Okay. And I spent seventeen pound fifty, which was my beer money, on the celebrating common prayer. Okay. But, uh, if I hadn't spent that seventeen pound fifty, I wouldn't probably be be sitting here. Yeah. But there you go. It's <laughs> worth seventeen pound fifty ever spent. Yes. But when I took it home, I thought, well, for Lent, I'll I'll try and say evening prayer. Okay. You know. Yeah. So I sat down, and evening prayer opens with the words, "O God, make speed to save us; O Lord, make haste to help us."
0: Okay, so there's really unique words being used there. It uses the the plural term. Rather than me as an individual, it's the collective
1: us. Yeah, so I thought, oh, well, this is a prayer book, so obviously it's assuming that you're in a church service. And I thought, well, I'm not in a church service because I'm in this little room on my own. Yes. So me being me said, oh, God, make speed to save me. Oh, Lord, make haste to help me. And as I went through it, I changed the plural right. into the singular
0: into, into the singular yeah. because I okay. thought well that
1: makes sense because yes, I'm on my own it's all about me it's all about me yeah. Yes. so and, and I said to after I did this for a few weeks I said to my uh, chaplain in, in university I said to him I said Tom um, it's really annoying can you get like another edition of this book where it's in the singular because it's really annoying as I'm trying to do it I keep on having to change it you know because it's me on my own why isn't there one like that? And he said, it's impossible to pray on your own. That's why. And I thought, well, that's a bit weird. Okay. But then he said to me, he said, what am I doing at five o'clock on a Monday evening? And I said, I don't know. And he said, I say evening prayer. And I was like, oh, okay. And he said, what do you think other people might be doing at five o'clock in the evening? And I said, well, I suppose the nuns we went to see, I said, I suppose they're saying evening prayer. And he's like, yeah. He said, what about all the other people around the world who are saying evening prayer? And I thought, well, they are. And he said, well, so then you're praying together because you're all praying. Praying together. Praying together, but you're doing it privately. Yes. And I thought, oh, he's right. And then he said, in the daily office, it's a bit like a lot of the other resources it actually uses the bible to pray so you pray by saying the psalms and he said to me he said well who else says the psalms you know reads the psalms in in prayer then i said well i suppose you do and he's like yeah and he went through who else did it and i thought well i went oh i don't know and and then he said to me said well don't you think that like and he picked people out of history like william wilberforce did he do it and i was like well i suppose he did yes yeah, what yeah. about Saint Patrick? Yeah. Saint Patrick's Day, he did, know. and I went from all he said so. So he said you're actually praying with, all these people, who have already prayed it, and I thought. Yeah, and he said, "What about Jesus? Did he pray the Psalms?" And I thought.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I suppose he did. He did yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you're thinking, yeah. So, so in a weird kind of Doctor Who, time and space, you collectively pray with all of these people at the same time, if you spread it all out. Yeah. That's astonishing.
1: Yeah, and and it's a bit like in um in the communion service, you say, Therefore, with angels and archangels and all the company of heaven, we Lord and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying, and then you say, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest, and you're thinking, "Well, why do we say that?" Yeah, it was from Revelation, where that's the song which people are singing in heaven. Okay. So we're kind of joining in with one of the yeah, yeah one of the Eucharistic prayers says. One of the prayers says, "We join now in heaven's song." So we're joining with all the angels, all the Christians before us, all the saints, all the Christians around the world. A bit like when we do uh, "Thy Kingdom Come," we have that light that lights up, don't mm. we, to show that it's on in Lent, it's on in Yate, yep. it's on in Froome's Side, but it's all over the world. Yes, it's global.
0: So it makes sense that when you are praying on your own, to use the term "us," because you are doing it together. Yeah, we are
1: praying as a as as the body of Christ, as all of us together and I think when I was in the tower block on my own I think yeah that you do get that sense uh, of being one with everybody else and the other interesting thing is I've always had an interest in the uh, the martyrs of the 20th century so people who died for their faith in the 20th century and a lot of the people who were imprisoned in uh, the Soviet Union, and yep. like Czechoslovakia and things like that, for their faith, what they did was they, they were in the cell on their own, yep. but yet they knew that they were together when they could remember the psalms, remember the Lord's Prayer, yes, okay. remember those basic prayers, yes, and then they knew that they they were with God was with them, and the whole of the church was with them, and I think that's something we we
0: we need to remember i think there are dark times ahead with regard to this imprisonment that we are currently experiencing with the coronavirus and 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 we know that this podcast reaches way beyond outside the realms of yate and froomside you know we have listeners in fact from all over the world at times and i think it's important that as we reach out to everyone that we are aware that when we engage in worship in prayer reading the Psalms, and connecting with some of the resources that we send out to you, there's nothing new. It's been in our book for years um, that that when we are at our desperation, when we're feeling alone, that actually there is such a great way of feeling together with our Christian family by using some of these resources, by using evening prayer, reading the Psalms.
1: And I think as well, if we think about Psalm 22, as we approach Easter and yes. Good Friday, is Jesus says, uh, God, my God, why have you forsaken me on the cross? And sometimes when things go really bad, like they have over the last week or so, yes. we can feel forsaken. Yeah. And I think Jesus knows exactly what it is to be forsaken in that way. Yes because he echoes that same Psalm, that he is one with us. So if we said to Jesus, you know, uh, in glory, you know, uh, this is what happened, he's like, yeah, I understand, because that has happened to me. So Jesus, when we say the Psalms, said it um, himself, at his lowest ebb, really. Yes, yes,
0: and and, yeah, uh, absolute, very dark times. And and stuff that we can relate to.
1: Yeah. But to, to to finish it I suppose on a on a more sort of not positive, on a more positive note, mm. I think mm. what this outbreak is doing, it's asking us a question. Okay. It's saying to society and saying to the church, um, Who are you? What are your values? Yeah. What are you gonna do or what are you not gonna do? and that's that that's quite a hard question for us to answer Mm. and i think that that's why we need private prayer more in order to give us the spiritual resources in order to do and to be the people who we are yeah so it's the the energy of our response to this uh crisis will come from prayer yeah and how we answer this crisis is a way of making Jesus visible. Yes. So one thing I did this week uh, on Tuesday and tonight, oh, well, it is Tuesday, uh, on yesterday and today, yeah. is I did a little letter around to my neighbours saying to them, uh, if anyone needs any support uh, or any shopping or any medical collection or anything like that, uh, send me an email and I'll do what I can to help you. And the response I've had back um, has been really good. I've had seven or eight people already email me, text me to Sergio Bangai, put something through the door just to say, you know, look, I might not need it, but just thanks for showing that we're not all fighting over toilet paper.
0: Yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> you know, there, yes. is, there is goodness in all of us really important isn't it and i think we as christians can hold ourselves very differently to maybe some elements of society uh, that we have faith in god we are comfortable with probably many of the aspects that are going on and actually we instead of looking inward we can look out within current guidelines of course but being able to support our community and even if it's just your street that you reach out to you exchange your mobile phone numbers create a whatsapp group or even just Uh, connect with some of those vulnerable people that are definitely in your street that need just these little chores doing for them um before we all totally lock down and we can't even go anywhere um, yeah that that actually we can help them because there are so many vulnerable people at the minute that are becoming even more vulnerable by our own actions in society and
1: we can i think know in yeah, that there's somebody who they can ring up Yes, uh, or just send an email to or something like that just to say, you know, I'm feeling really low today and then you can just reply back and say, you know, it's okay, you know, we are you. And you never know, <laughs> what might come out of this, I thought, is a lot of the people who've gone back to me, I've never met them. No. They live on my street, but I might now. Yeah. I might now.
0: It's interesting, isn't it? Interesting. Uh, the Looking back on what 2020 has been, when we've moved forward, let's go fast forward 10 years, and, and, and some of the positive stuff that's going to come from this, uh, I can't wait to see.
1: Yeah.